0: Welcome Sojourners, you have found yourself a cozy place here at Sojourners Awake. I'm Jonathan, and this is our production of The Wild and the Wind. The Sojourners have left the city of Andor and they head over the northern-west territories in the Kingdom of Tetherna. They are traveling onward to Bertie's hometown of Sultana, near the coast. Follow along as the sojourners plant their feet in the wilderness and survive harrowing adventures, certainly not without incident. And so for now, our story continues. The sojourners traveled on from Baldtop Library to the border of the Tithurnian Kingdom. There, they were halted by the border, border cavalry led by Captain Andor of Castle Andor. Because of the war brewing on the front of the southern territories, the borders were more secured and even vigilant. Eris Basile was suspected to be in league with Boshan's uprising and therefore taken in for interrogation. Samoon and Bertie followed at the behest of Thomas Irony and therefore they stayed in Andor for a month. During that time, Samoon and Bertie worked at the Spice and Meal, a local tavern, while irony fell into a cycle of inaction and nail-biting as he waited for Eris's trial. Meanwhile, Eris made a few friends while incarcerated, and at the end of her stay, she was happily found not guilty, all thanks to her personal journal where she perfectly documented the recent events, including her whereabouts and actions. This evidence. Combined with the justice system of Perset, Eris was set free. The four of them then reconvened and decided to journey north towards Sultana. Out from the city of Andor, they traversed the hillside pathways leading up to the kingdom of Tetherna. And so for now, our story continues. Eris, on this fine day while you were walking through the hills of Andor, you look up ahead and you notice there is a leak in Samoon's water skin. How do you respond?
1: Samoon S- Samoon?
2: Uh yes, Eris?
1: You're um You're leaking.
2: I'm um, what? And I'm gonna like Cross my legs. <laughs> like,
1: I what do you mean? <laughs> no, your kind of... um. Well, it's all down your back. I thought you would notice. It's and she'll just kind of take your your sa- your water skin and kind of heft it. It's just I think you've uh, burst a seam.
2: <sighs> oh. You know, you had me startled there. I, I could get daydreaming sometimes, but anyway, uh, thanks for noticing. This is, this is rather unfortunate.
1: We'll have to stop at the next uh, town and to maybe resupply. It's been a few days.
3: Um, I think I can fix this. So Birdie grabs and just takes some sap from a nearby tree and then just squishes it right onto like the water satchel smooths it out and then like kind of spits on her hand and then rubs it and then says that should fix it
1: oh wow i didn't know that you had such knowledge of the trees how do you know that it's not a poisonous variety
3: um pretty much almost no trees are poisonous so um, and I've pretty much built up a tolerance to most poisonous things anyway, so... I mean, if the moon dies, then I'm sorry, guys. Uh, 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 oh! The moon. Well,
2: uh, do I not get a say in this?
0: Roll uh. a d6. Upon a six, the tree is poisoned. So one, You are safe.
2: Well, Bertie, since you have the immune system... Of I don't know what. Would you like to trade water skins?
3: Mm, I don't know if I, I like your bobber all over the waters thing.
1: I don't know if the sap is really going to keep the water from flowing though. It's still sticky, and I've got I've got it in my hand and I'm like poking it and prodding it. And it's coming off on my fingers.
0: Birdie, make a survival check. Oh. You're going for an 16 or higher?
3: Uh 12.
0: Eris, as you poke and prod on this water skin, it further opens up, the stab sticking to your finger, and even more water drains out.
1: Well, Car- Eris, you're, like, messing it up. I'm terribly sorry. I'm definitely making this worse. Um,
3: it would have well, been ha- fine if you just left it be. You have to poke at everything? Is that who you are?
1: Not usually. It was... Um, I'm so sorry, and she, like, hands it back to Simone I... I will buy you a new one. She's very embarrassed.
2: Well, no, Eris, you do not need to buy me a new one. Bertie, I do thank you for your help, but I, I think I'll just hold on to the side for now and just, I'll pick up one later.
3: Well, so Moon, you realize, like, she's kind of a rich famous from a rich famous family. She probably has a lot of money. I mean, if she's offering to buy you something new, then I will go ahead and just take her up on the offer.
1: I'm not that rich and famous. I'm oh. from the lower family.
3: Well, but you almost, you were put in prison for being well,
1: famous. I think that might have been a misunderstanding. There's, well, there's, there's two tiers in my family, and I'm of the lower family. And we really, well, really, it's just a glorified servant with a fancy name. We're still of the blood, but not. Well, I don't have my cousin's coin purse, though I may have stolen some of it.
2: Oh, I see. What she's saying, Bertie, is that I just need to keep betting on you and I will be the wealthiest man I need to be.
3: Oh. Well, I don't know. Okay. Well, well,
2: think about it. Last time I put a bet on you, I got 500 gold.
3: You got how
2: much gold? Well, you said there was this fun time we had in Skyworld. And there was this massive boar and they wanted to kill it for the giant's food. And so Birdie went in there and she slayed it. And everybody else placed their bets on the boar. But not me. We had a you... friend and she only bet 10 gold. She did not trust Birdie, but I, I did.
1: Oh, wow. That's a lot of Gold? I was about to say that gambling isn't a wise use of resources, but perhaps it is.
2: Uh, I mean, if you have a guarantee, you have a
1: guarantee, right? So I mean, well if get you, paid.
3: If you think about it, life is a gamble. Hmm. Think about that.
1: Well, you're actually not wrong about that.
0: The sun begins to set as you make up the camp beautiful purples reds and oranges blaze across the horizon irony sits by and pokes a stick into the fire as you camp out for the night he looks up around well should we keep watch do you think birdie this is kind of your home territory um is Andor safe? Or are there wild beasts out here that would seek to make a midnight snack of us?
3: Well, I didn't become famous around these parts for um, baking cookies. So um, I would just make sure we have a, a lookout.
0: Irony looks at Samoon, looks at Eris.
1: I'd be happy to take first watch.
0: Irony says, well... I I can take it, as well.
1: (laughs) Well, only one of us needs to watch. There's only so many hours in the night. Do you want to take first watch and I'll take second?
0: Oh, um, sure. I'll take first watch. Well, that sounds good to me.
3: Uh,
2: uh, I'm feeling a bit tired myself, so it would be nice to get some shut-eye, just for a little bit.
0: Are you looking for a D&D podcast with a dark side? Something more like Game of Thrones and less like Monty Python? Tale of the Manticore is part dark fantasy audio drama, part solo D&D RPG. There's no plot armor here. The dice make all the important decisions. Join me as I resurrect the excitement, wonder, and emotion of old school D&D. Made for a mature audience, Tale of the Manticore is both a fiction and a game. It's the story where chaos rolls. The three of you nestle up to the campfire and try to get a night's sleep here in the wilds of the Andor Hills. I will roll for Irony to see if he sees anything. A peaceful watch passes as Irony keeps watch. Shortly later, he leans over to you. Eris, Eris, it's it's time to wake up. The watch is beginning.
1: Eris. Upon waking, Hand immediately goes to her sword and then relaxes.
0: It's me, Irony.
1: I know, I'm sorry. It's just, it's fine. I'm sorry. I'll take watch. Have a good night. Well,
0: he doesn't sleep and he turns over, kind of sitting a little close to you, but within, without arm's reach. Eris, um, how was the... The dungeons of Andor. I mean, I don't want to ask if anything was bad, but I couldn't tell. Mm-hmm. You're a little nervous tonight, and I just. I, but I thought maybe. Well, you've probably always been that way, just being a bodyguard. I'm sorry. I I was just being curious.
1: No, it's all right. There was there was nothing amiss in the dungeon. I was actually very surprised. Aside from missing the sun, it wasn't difficult the quarters were private i made i made many friends there actually it's very comfortable
0: friends in the dungeons
1: (laughs) it's easy to make friends when you listen no i i didn't mean to startle awake nothing nothing about the recent past was troubling me it's just an old habit from days long gone
0: well I, i i would have felt bad if otherwise, having yeah. convinced you or hired you to come up north with me. But if that's something in the way you've always been, and it's not really anything new for you to be startled, then I guess I don't feel so
1: bad. I had no idea that my name was going to cause such a problem. Had I known, I wouldn't have given it, and I may not have taken the job if I didn't want it.
0: Why did you, you haven't... have did you Did you? <laughs> you didn't know?
1: I did not know. I haven't been in Tathurna, or southern Tathurna, for quite a while. I didn't know how the war had escalated. I didn't know that they actually went through with the plan.
0: So you really are innocent then?
1: We're all guilty of something, but I'm not guilty of their blood. Or maybe I am. Who's to say?
0: I mean, what could you have done? Like, stayed behind and and fought, like, backstabbed?
1: Sometimes I wonder. I thought that I was doing the right thing. By leaving, because I couldn't face what they were asking us to do. But loyalty to the family comes first. Truthfully, I'm just a coward. I didn't know how to handle it, so I ran. Who's to say that my cousin wouldn't have listened to reason? Who's to say that his actions weren't justified? I don't know. I wasn't there.
0: Well, I don't know much about... uh, I I just know that my family's only loyal if you are successful in whatever you set out to do, which I have not, so... I guess we're not so different, you and I. Puts a hand on your shoulder.
1: Yeah, family does tend to be that way, doesn't it? They give you one job, and if you don't do it right, it's, well... I had friends that aren't in the family anymore because of it. I didn't want to end up like them.
0: I guess Samoon and Birdie are kind of your family and maybe me a little bit now, huh?
1: She looks very taken aback. Uh, I I mean.
0: I mean, no, like it not, not anything weird or like a family that's strange or like, not that like we're going to hold you to some high expectation. Um, I guess family is a loaded word.
1: <laughs> no, it's alright, Irony. I just Oh, well, I didn't know. I'm not used to being cared about. So I thank you for saying it.
0: Oh. You're welcome. Sure. Irony does not go back to sleep. Eris, if you would roll a D6 upon a six, something startles you. Otherwise the watch is quiet.
1: Five.
0: Eris, your watch comes to an end, and it is time to wake up a third. The final watch before the morning rises.
1: Oh, I do not remember who said they'd take the watch. Why is my memory so faulty? We just had this discussion. Oh, Well, I, I broke Simone's water skin, but I made it. I ruined Bertie's repair. Oh, who's going to be more upset if I wake them up? I'm going to roll even some moon on Birdie. I'm going to wake up Birdie because she knows this land best. I hope she doesn't punch me. I'm going to creep forward. Birdie? Birdie, was it your turn to watch?
3: Birdie just, like, her fist shoots straight up into (laughs) the air. Do I have
1: to dodge? (laughs) Depends where you're standing. Okay. I just want to roll. How about 12 or higher? (laughs) I'm about to get punched. Why do I have proficiency and dexterity saving throws? I got an 11. (laughs) (laughs) I've been punched. Yeah,
0: yeah, Birdie, you stretch up your hand, go forward, and you smack Eris right on the jaw.
1: Oh. Mm. Yep. I should have seen that one coming. Five points of damage. Fair. That's a good punch.
3: Grandma! Grandma, I don't like that song, Grandma. Uh,
1: you know, on second thought, I'm going to go wake up Samoon.
0: You wake up Birdie and Samoon?
1: <laughs> <laughs> She's still asleep. She's dreaming. It just punched me. I'm going after Samoon.
2: <laughs>
0: you proceed to Samoon.
1: Samoon? And I poke him with a stick.
0: Huh? What? Huh? Huh? What? What? <laughs>
1: Wow, we are all very flighty people. I feel like we need to discuss this at some point. Um, oh, hi. Did, you, did you agree to the third watch?
2: Um, I, I mean, I don't remember, but I can take it. That's fine.
1: If not, do you want to help me wake up Birdie?
2: No, you should, you should probably not wake up Birdie unless she's expecting it.
1: You don't say. She's kind of rubbing her jaw. I'm going to go rest now thank you
2: okay sleep well And me just gonna kind of sit sit up but still on his bottom just kind of just stretch and
0: limber up roll a d6 on a six something startles your watch or Samoon, you press on very peacefully throughout the rest of the watch, and you witness the sun rising over the opposite horizon. Bathed in the purples and the reds, its warmth begins to touch your skin. And now I need to determine, did you achieve a long rest? Samoon, if you would just roll a d20 on an 18, 19, or 20, you obtain the benefits of a long rest for the party. That is a three. And with a three, each of you slept out in the wilds, very uncomfortably, able to get some sleep to avoid exhaustion, but not enough to achieve the safety of a long rest. And by the second day of travel, you are pressing through the hillsides. And during one of your pit stops, you stop near an old gnarled tree growing in the center of a field. You find rest and comfort under its shade as you snack on a few provisions. And some moon. While you're sitting there, something pokes into your back.
1: Oh.
2: Uh, what? You know, I didn't really sleep all that well last night. I feel like there was a rock under my blanket. But what? No. No, this is not a rock. This this tree has some weird stone underneath of it.
0: Ouch! And you, and you find a wooden chisel. A chisel. What, what the...
2: He's going to start kind of digging it out. What is this?
0: Look what I found, guys. Something from a bygone age, an old-fashioned wood chisel made fine crafting somewhere between... 100 and 200 years old.
2: I've never seen anything like this. Does this look familiar to either of you?
0: Ah, that doesn't look familiar at all. It looks like some chisel. Um, Where did you find it?
2: (laughs) Well, unfortunately, it was chiseling me in the back. (laughs) But I found it under the ground here.
0: Awesome, Moon. You're okay.
1: Can I take a closer look at this old gnarled tree and see if anything stands out as a hint of what might have used to live here?
0: Make an investigation check. Go for a 12 or higher.
1: Oh, definitely. Natural 17 plus one, 18.
0: As you look around this tree, you see that there are indentations where old ropes used to hang on the boughs and branches. You press back some of the branches and the the mold and moss that has grown on the bark, and you notice there's a list of names and specific dates. This seems to be some sort of executioner's tree where prisoners were left to hang in the days of old.
1: Mm. She's just going to shudder a little bit. I think we should move on from this place. I'd rather not make camp here.
2: Why do do you say that, Eris?
1: Uh, I mean, I'm not superstitious. And I don't believe, well, irrationally believe in the spirits of the dead coming back, but... I believe this is where they used to execute, well, I hope criminals see these names and dates. The ground just feels cursed.
2: So means holding this chisel... And he just, like, drops it in front of him. Like, taboo. Like, get this thing away from me. Like, what? So that could have been inside someone who was executed.
1: Oh. I... Well, you know, it could have been, I suppose, but...
0: Last belongings, maybe? I think I've heard of this before, where they would lay personal items at their feet during executions. Maybe it belonged to one of the prisoners.
2: The moon's going to kneel down, pick up the chisel, and then go back to the spot that he dug it up. Don't worry, Mr. Ghosties. I'm just putting this back now. Sorry. <laughs> it just kinda of backs away. Well, huh? I've never seen a tree like this.
0: And as Samoon turns around, a large, hairy arm descends from the tree, and then another, and then another, finally until eight spider arms are embracing Samoon.
2: I'm not! The
1: tree is grabbing me, guys! What am I, What is happening? Oh my gracious, um, mm.
0: Let's roll initiatives.
1: Yes, as I was about say, I'm about to stab some things. <laughs>
0: Eight is the number to beat. During this first round, this enormous trapdoor spider has descended from the gnarled trees and is attempting to scoop up one of you. It seems to go straight for Samoon. So, Samun, you are first in the initiative. So, being caught off guard,
2: Samoon is going to struggle and his swords are are kind of down around his hip area so they're he could grab them but the arms are kind of making it harder for him to get to them and as he grabs like two of the arms of the spider to try and pull them apart he's going to accidentally air quote um cast speak with animals um he's never done this before but what what are you what do you want why are you here and and as he's saying this the wind off of his tongue starts to form this spell and
0: the spider responds it speaks to us the food is talking to us kill it quickly before
2: it speaks What? What food? We don't like our food speaking. What? Take out its tongue. Take out its throat. Beast. What? Who is saying that? Is, am I talking to you? Is, what do you want from me?
0: It is wriggly.
2: If you just tell me what, our, what you want, perhaps I can give it to you. We have rations with us if you want our food.
0: What is rations?
2: Food? if i can i'm gonna try and pull the legs apart to break the grip
0: you can make a strength check it's gonna be an 18 or higher though uh no all right we're gonna say we're gonna say that the spider doubles down on its efforts and its hairy arms begin to wrap up around Samoon is dangling his legs off of the ground and his underarms are being held by this spider creature Next in the initiative is Eris.
1: Shield out, rapier out, lunge and stab.
0: All right. You need a 17 or higher.
1: Now, can I see any of the body of the spider? Yes. Because that's what I'm stabbing for, like the head or the abdomen.
0: It's a little high. So you have to reach 17. Uh,
1: that is a 19 natural. So that is a D8, I think. A D8 plus three. That is nine points of damage. Oh, and I attacked twice because I'm a level six fighter. So I'm just gonna stab, pull back, stab again.
3: The food retaliates.
1: That's 19 to hit again. That is an eight plus three. So 11 points of piercing damage.
0: Stab, stab. Eris comes to your defense, Samoon, and you can see that the spider is already trying to coil you in and you can feel its stinger beginning to press against your skin. And it is the spider's turn. Unfortunately, Birdie will have to wait. So, we're gonna make an attack roll to see if it thrusts its poisonous dagger into your back. It needs to get... 16. A 16 or higher? That is a 13. So, Moon, you reach around instinctively and you hold onto the stinger with your bare hands. You can feel it starting to scrape up against your back and you press up against it, holding it tight. It did not get to paralyze you. So, Birdie, it is now your turn.
3: I'm going to go reckless and rage. <laughs> um, Gram- Grandma. Um, Bam Bam, the little baby brother is coming out. I'm going to go i guess it's time to go punch a spider that would be 18 to hit success
0: success yes
3: 10 points and then i'm gonna hit again
0: go for it 17 or higher
3: 23 to hit
0: wow roll damage
3: 12 to 12 points
0: 10 and 12 birdie you climb up the leg like a hairy rope and then you smash smash into the abdomen someone you can feel the spider begin to tense and tremble And it calls out, is the food worth it? Is it worth it? It is still juicy, can't quite taste it.
2: Clearly, I'm I'm not worth it. You said leave me alone if you want to keep your own life. Simien's going to reach down with one of his hands and pull his scimitar loose, one of them, while the other hand is holding the stinger. And he's just going to do just a strike.
0: So you are currently held by the spider. So with disadvantage, 17 or higher.
2: That is a 12 on the first one. He's going to take his extra attack. Swing again. The 17 plus five.
0: Samoon, you get the killing blow.
2: Let let me go. And and he just gets that nice twist and just says, as he slices, it's going to just cut right along the facial portion of the spider um, and just leave a gnarly
0: gash. It recoils up into the tree, crashing into its nest, dropping Samoon to the ground, and Birdie, you are hoisted up into the tree as you've been hanging onto the spider, punching against it. Birdie, you crash into the nest up in this spider's web, and you see there are catacombs of creatures and travelers and prisoners that have been harvested here over the years. Skeletal graveyard up in this circular chamber. You sit down, and the spider is recoiling and backs away into a deep, dark recess within the forest you can hear it chittering painfully and quietly so moon you hear its voices its call out we hurt we hurt and then the whispering stops birdie
3: um i'm gonna look around to see if i see anything useful in the web
0: make an investigation check uh, 11. Birdie, you go looking around and find that the webbing is incredibly sticky and your hands get stuck and then you stick your hands on the wall and that's now stuck and now your knees are stuck and you're finding that within a couple minutes you'll be completely coated in this spidery goo. It's a lot stronger than natural webbing, it seems sticky and slimy and almost with a mind of its own.
3: Okay, guys, I guess I'm going to climb down now. Uh, Grandma and um, you guys can go away. I'm good.
0: Birdie, you're stuck. Birdie, you roll around trying to get to the bottom and you find yourself completely stuck up in this web.
1: Birdie, are you okay up there?
0: Every story comes to an ending, so for now we must conclude. Thank you for listening, Sojourners. Your attention will not go unrewarded, and we look forward to continuing this adventure. If you enjoyed this background music and ambiance, visit Tabletop Audio. You can find them at www.tabletopaudio.com. And take the time to sojourn with us. Leave a rating and review on your favorite podcasting platform Certainly, this will help Bertie Cartwright escape the spider's web. But however you choose to sojourn with us, as always, may your story continue. Um,
2: great game. That was a lot of fun. Um, I I enjoyed. I felt like it it felt like just a, a good game of dnd yeah like there was the story element but there was a lot of dice rolling mm-hmm. and like you know um uh, scenario to play through um so that was entertaining so thank you for that um the fun with the spider i like being different in my role play um, and so like it for me it was entertaining as my first action to use speak with animals
0: yeah um yeah you did like a good I job l- with that
2: i love being different like instead of yeah. just like jumping right into a situation it was just fun it was just fun combat
3: good